Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, a part of the amazing FBA family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by the new e-commerce podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, co-hosted by myself, Michael Vizi, and Jason Miles, top 1% Shopify store owner and Unimi's highest rated e-commerce instructor. If you're the owner of a thriving e-commerce business, look for The E-Commerce Leader on your favorite podcast app and subscribe today. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven and eight figure Amazon sellers. And today we are talking to Dave's story of Elite FBA Exits. He's a seven figure Amazon seller. He has sold his own business and these days he works with Amazon business owners to maximize their exit. In other words, make them more money when they sell their business or even make the business sellable at all. So Dave, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Michael. Great to be here. Yeah, good to have you back. So we, we had you on a while ago. So give us a quick recap about your background, then I'd love to dig into how things are progressing for your students as well. Yeah, so my background is uh, in, in the UK. I've lived in the UK all my life. and I worked for several world-class manufacturing companies, started as a design engineer and worked my way through the, the ranks and ended up as a operations director. So I was basically in charge of a big factory and I loved it. And it was always my aim to start my own business, and I, perhaps I stayed in industry a little bit longer than what I had attended just because I was enjoying it so much. And then back in 2014, things got a little bit stale related to the oil price drop, and I saw my way out and decided to do a voluntary redundancy, walk straight off the cliff with no, biz- no business. I just thought, right, I'm going to start my own business. My initial idea was to, was to just design some unique product and put it in the market, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just I was just going to do it. Then I bumped into someone, it was my old boss, who said to me, Dave, do you want to go into business? And I said, yeah, what, doing what? And he said, selling on Amazon. I said, selling on Amazon? I said, what, 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 what do you mean? And he says, here's a password and login. So I went went home that night, logged in, and it was an amazing selling machine too, I think. Matt Clark was on, and I was just addicted. So we started a business, Amazon business, in the automotive category, and things really took off, went great, absolutely fantastic. Of course, it was much easier in those days. We made some good moves and eventually went on. And I should probably sold that business in 2017 and learned a lot of lessons by making the mistake of leaving it too late and I had to get back on my feet. And I did so, and it took quite a while. But in 2019, I had a great exit from that first business. And this was just before COVID struck, and I had a few months off. And I thought to myself, do you know what? I've learned so much about what it really takes to drive value into an FBA business and to understand the perspective of what a buyer looks into your business compared to what I thought was right. You know, I'm going to do things totally differently this time. You know, I'm going to have a, the exit plan is going to be in from the start. I said, but that's probably the same with most of the other Amazon sellers because it's not on any of the training programs, all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's hard to find out there. So, uh, Cut long story short, I put this program together, Elite FBA Exits, which is all aimed at giving Amazon sellers the understanding that I gained uh, so they can take that shortcut and drive a proper exit plan into the business and drive a massive amount of extra value in the business. So that got released last year in April, the beta version, then I revised it. After some great feedback, initial feedback, and some great results, 
and re-released it in August, September last year. And since then, I've just had a stream of people coming into the program and I had some absolutely fantastic results. I've spoken to, you know, over 100 Amazon sellers now about exiting. I've learned a lot of things down the way. And Excellent. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So just to sort of recap, you... You've got that engineering background, and I know you're very, very much about meticulous processes. And I have to say that the the best businesses that I know of or have looked inside or friends of mine have worked on if they're doing sort of agency-type work, they are meticulous machines. So I think that engineering mindset that you have and the fact that you're operations director, so you're very operational-led, is is really, really critical in this space. And as you say, a lot of the, the, the training out there, it doesn't really talk about, I think, two things, which we're going to dig into today and correct that a bit, which is, uh, first of all, it's geared for newbies. So they're, they're not really thinking about the three to five year arc, are they? They're, they're thinking about the next few months. And yeah. whilst that makes sense in a one level, on another level, as you say, you start building bad things into your business. And the second thing is really that people aren't geared to thinking in terms of process and structure. Then they're more about what do I do next? What do I do next? As opposed to... Mm. How do I create processes that are sustainable and, and sellable, I guess? So that's, uh, you know, it's important to have, you know, that, that kind of engineering mindset that you bring to the table. And, of course, masses of experience and making mistakes and then helping other people not to do that. So talking of that, tell us a little bit about you, you've been running your program for, I guess, just over a year then now, this the time of recording. Yeah. So how, how are your clients getting on? Give us some examples of, of some results they're getting. Yeah, as I said, I've had some great results. It's a range of results, right from, you know, on the lower end, people that didn't even realize that they could sell the business are now driving a plan forward, you know, got with, with confidence and they're going to actually get to the point where they do sell the business where perhaps they never would have before. So then you've got people that have, within a few months of joining the program, are putting £100,000 uh, of value extra onto the business than they thought it was worth. And then you've got a, sort of the upper end of the scale where people have actually sold the business now and they've put things in place from the program and they've got you know a lot of extra value driven into their uh, business. And that value ranges, it depends from business to business, of course, but it ranges from easily 10%. I see that all the time. So in a million, a million business, you're going to get you know 100,000 extra. But some, I've got an example of a client that helped them get an extra eight figures for his business by simply going and thinking differently when the time came to sell so extra eight figures just to be clear you've made somebody an extra what at least 10 million dollars or 10 million pounds i think it was dollars yeah dollars, dollars. yeah wow um, that's a pretty extraordinary result so you're doing some really serious work so that's amazing so we can tell the sort of results you're getting let's backtrack then so first of all let's let's talk about the fact that you know the you know that you made mistakes you see other people making mistakes as amazon business owners so what's the number one mistake that you think that is out there that we need to make people aware of in relation to selling your business the, the absolutely the number one mistake is you've already touched on it it's it's not having that end game it's not having the end in mind so if you start with the end in mind of your selling goal which is let's just say for argument say it's 1 million you're going to do very different things to having a goal of 10 million yeah very different things so that completely changes your strategy but if you have absolutely no goal in mind whatsoever you're just going to wander along and you know you may sell your business you may not you might get lucky you might not so i'd say that is the number one mistake just wandering into a business and not really having an exit 
Okay, so no plan. And yeah. I guess, you know, people use, you use the word exit strategy. So you were saying, so the consequences of lack of exit strategy. So you wander around and I guess maybe do good stuff, maybe not by accident. So what's the end result of that? If we start with somebody starting in 2017 and they look back at 2020 or 2021, what's the end result of this sort of wandering around approach rather than a, a strategy? The end result of the wandering around approach is is, is it, it just depends on you know how lucky they were in the wondering, I suppose. Uh, that, that's the way I see it because it could be that you know they do go on to sell the business, hmm. but I can pretty much guarantee it won't be worth as much as what it could have been if they had you know really thought about it from the start and driven this exit strategy right the way through. Or it could be just that they never ever get to the point. And I've talked to a lot of people like this that they never get to that point of selling the business because it's just not in their game plan saying so it sounds like really two things that in a way i can kind of begin to see why it isn't more present and and we aren't talking about it more because there's two kind of non-events right one is you just don't sell (laughs) and and i guess that's not a big drama i guess you keep selling um on amazon right but you don't sell the business or you have you take you make less money than when you're going to then i guess if you sell a business to an aggregator and you have no idea what you're doing you don't even know the money you're leaving on the table right so it's interesting there's a big education piece needed it seems to me this is what's happening in the marketplace today because the aggregators there's so many of them now you know 50 at least and they're getting really aggressive with their marketing and you know i talk to people that have been hammered by emails from six seven aggregators and Generally, what's happening to a lot of FBA sellers is that aggregators are taking advantage of their lack of knowledge on what could have been done to drive the value into the business. So they're selling the business, great, yeah, but they don't even know that had they picked the low-hanging fruit from the business and not left it to the buyer, who will be happy to do that for them, then they could have made hundreds of thousands of pounds extra on the business value. And that is happening right now. And that's kind of what I'm on a mission to try and change, you know? Yeah, that that totally makes sense. And yeah, I think you're really doing a massive service for people by doing that, if I may say so as well. I I know a lot of business owners who are considering selling and there are so many things that I even, I don't have your level of expertise in this particular area, but having interviewed, as you say, there's so many aggregates. I must have interviewed about seven aggregates in the last couple of months and then spoken to four or five business brokers over the last year. I mean, just that's just on the podcast, never mind private conversations. Mm. And yeah, there's so much out there that I'm getting educated now, but a lot of people haven't heard the message yet. So let's flip it on its head. If you get it right and you have an exit strategy or an exit plan in place, what's the upside? What what happens instead? Well, the upsides are that you're far, far more likely to get to the point when you actually sell your business, which is the opposite. And then when you do come to sell it, it's going to be worth a lot more, six to seven figures, depending on certain factors. Now, the, the size of the business is one. How early you put the plan in the place is the other. The sooner you put an a, a strategy in place to sell your business to your end customer, which is the buyer, the more value that you can drive in. For example, just to get that in, into your head, is, is, is when you're starting a business is the best time to think about the end goal, and that's the time to add the most value. So two comparisons, if you start a business with me too products with low margin, struggling against the competition, you're never going to get that value to as high as if you really put the effort in the start and drive some uniqueness in your products with great branding. You know, that's going to really be probably about the same amount of work in the end, <laughs> but you're just going to have a far more valuable business. It could be two, three, four times the value. 
in the end. Yeah, uh, it's and, funny what you were saying about how much it's not necessarily that much more work. I was just going through a sort of training. I was just creating a simple sort of free training, which uh, is for people who are new to the space. I mean, sometimes people who are new to private labeling have done a lot of reselling and they come to me that they're, they're my preferred clients. A lot of people get sold into the idea like ASM or whatever, you know, uh, selling this idea that they're going to get rich quickly or replace the day job in six months and all that nonsense. And but either which way, I was going through it and I was saying, okay, here's what I wouldn't do. Just get an existing product, put your logo, your packaging, and then import it for China. Here's what I would do. Tweak the custom, the product so it's, it's, it's unique. And I was thinking, actually, it's not that much of a difference in the process. I mean, yeah, there's a bit of extra work for sure, maybe a bit of extra money. But actually, it's like another 25% effort and, and it changes everything, right? So you're so right. There's actually almost as much work to run a really crap business as, as it is yeah. to run a good one in some ways. You know, really yeah. weird, isn't it? How, how true that is. I really believe in that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a bit more. So we've used the word exit plan, exit strategy. So what do you actually mean by that? I mean, the word exit even yeah. sounds a bit sort of mergers and acquisitions. It doesn't sound like a daily yeah. word that we use as Amazon sellers. So what do you mean by that? I think that, if, if, yeah, we talk about an exit strategy, but the, the word exit, I think, d- does drive a bit of a misconception in the, in the fact that, you know, I've got 800 people in one of my Facebook groups, and one of the questions I ask them is, have you started your exit plan yet? And many of them say to me, oh, no, I'm not selling for another six months yet. I can do it later. Not selling for another year yet. But I'm thinking, hold on, you should be putting an exit strategy in place as soon as possible, two, three years, because that's when you drive the value in. So, yes, it's called an exit strategy, but really what it is is a, a strategy to maximize the value of your business by thinking in terms of, what the buyer wants to see rather than what you want to see. Ah, oh, totally makes sense. And actually, I, I like this. So in, in a way, then, it's not so much a, a, an exit strategy. It's a sort of, uh, what's the word, asset building strategy. That sounds even more corporate, but somehow building something of value. It's a value building, something like that. So I guess the other way of putting it is that Steve Covey thing from the seven habits of highly effective people. I'm always entertained by the fact that I quote Steve Covey because he was a Mormon and he wasn't Amazon seller. There's nothing about his life that's the same as mine. And yeah, it's really good, simple principles, one of which is begin with the end in mind, right? Yeah. So I guess what you're saying is start by understanding what you're building and then reverse engineer from that. And, and then at the end of it, you can hand it over to somebody a happy buyer and you can make a ton of ton more money so what what other things i'm gonna by the way that's been an important conversation in itself i like don't think of exit strategy being for when you're ready to exit it's maybe like a whole business strategy is that a fair comment absolutely i mean selling your business is the greatest thing that it'll ever ever do for you so why on earth wouldn't you be thinking about it you know right from the beginning (laughs) as soon as possible so let's talk about that as well, because I know there are some people who who uh, I literally had somebody say to me the other day, a would-be client who in the end I said, I can't help you. <laughs> Good luck. Goodbye. But and the reason why is because I said to him, look, what is it you're trying to build? And he said, I just want to make as much cash as fast as possible. And I said, OK, nothing wrong with that. I totally get your instincts. But, you know, he was not bothered about having a sellable asset at the end of the process. So mm-hmm. tell me, what, what's your response to somebody like that? So he was just trying to live off the cash flow the business was generating. Yeah, and then he said, look, if I just have a pile of cash at the end of it, I'll be very happy. And I said, okay, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but I think you may be missing some opportunities. But I wasn't even going to try and persuade him to think different. People think how they think. But, you know, for, for those of us who are prepared to think a little bit bigger picture than that, what's your response on that? I mean, is is it valid to just kind of buy a bunch of you know things that are in vogue for example face masks now fidget spinners in 2017 maybe it's you know hoverboards in 2019 2020 and just you know bank the cash and then 
sit on your pile of cash and that's it done. Yeah, the, the running a business and especially an FBA business, which is, as you know, cash, very cash heavy and even more cash heavy with all these changes and delays in shipping. If you took the cash out of the business, let's just say for your wages, let's just say you took a hundred thousand dollars or pounds out per year. And then you compare that. So that's $300,000. You compared that to selling the business. Let's just say it was worth a million dollars, you know, so the, the selling the business is always going to make you more money because of the multiplier. Because, you know, if, if you wound that business up, you know, you're selling face masks and you thought, right, I'm just going to sell off all the stock. You're just going to get all the profit from those masks. But if you sell the business, you're actually selling three years ahead. So you're selling the profits for three years ahead. So that's a three times lump sum in your hand. And then you can then take that money and then go and start another business and probably have money left over to do other things, hopefully in your personal life, like, paying your mortgage off or, you know, going on your dream holidays or whatever you want to do with that. So it, I, I think the best strategy for wealth, which I said at the beginning, is definitely to build your business up and think about the uh, end game, which is selling it, capitalize on the multiplier and get this lump sum of cash. Nice. Yeah. By the way, I, it's not like I agree with this guy, but I, th I thought it was a very interesting, he's not a stupid man. I mean, he's somebody who made two, two million pounds previously in another venture. But again, that, that venture kind of stopped as opposed to being sold. And I think he had quite a lot of cash out of it, but he didn't have a sellable asset. So he was not a, an inexperienced business person either, which why, why I thought it was very interesting that it came up. So that's a very great answer. I mean, yeah, the, the multiplier focus is the key, isn't it? That you can get the profits and then sell the business as a multiple of the profits, which is the key to the massive increase in wealth. Okay, yeah. so look, assuming that we understand it's desirable to sell and that we should have an exit strategy or in fact a strategy for building the business from day one, to sell right let's assume that we've bought into all that which by the way some major mental shifts for some people and just getting to this point what are the four pitfalls that you you see the the seller saying into and i say four because i know we've got a little list here nice simple list let's start with the first one what what is the first big pitfall that sellers of business owners that want to sell fall into yeah so the we've mentioned this one already and it's obviously just not having this exit plan the second one is 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 putting it in place too late, which we have mentioned again. That's a big pitfall, just not doing it all till it's too late and thinking that that's good enough. Third one is having no focus on your end target in terms of a financial target. So if you have a proper financial forecast in place, what you should be able to do then is work out, I want to sell my business for 3 million. At this point now, what I need to do is the gap. So do I need to release three products, 10 products? Do I need to go into the marketplaces? Do I need to reduce my costs? Whatever that is to get to that target, it needs to be financially driven. The third one is poor timing. So maybe you sell your business too late when it's gone over that uh, the, the the curve, the 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 life cycle curve. And if that happens, you know that if you if you if you're on the up, which is the best time to sell the business, and you go over the other side, then your multiplier is going to go down massively. And I see this happening businesses and maybe it's just market situation or competition flooding in and they've missed the opportunity to sell another one's obviously too early which i think we've touched on again just leaving these low-hanging fruit opportunities and just selling too early and the, the buyer will take those on for you and i think that that's it they're the top ones that i see so you've already mentioned 
too late as in the the sort of life cycle of the products is past its peak yeah. and, and that's an important one to, to say actually that it's not all about the later you sell the more money you make and yeah. as you said you know you, you had personal experience of, of yeah. you know I, I that know. and also that yeah. your clients could be falling into that and then on the other hand I guess what you're saying is a difference between when you put the exit strategy in place which is as soon as possible preferably at the beginning or before you even begin versus the time of actual sales so there's a bit of a difference there right yeah. so tell me a little bit about the timing of the exit as as regards the sort of reverse engineering to what we should start doing today whether you started a business or about to start one H- how do we figure out the best time to sell in the future because that's kind of a bit of a how long's a piece of string what well, isn't it trying to see the future's hard but how do we get our head around that yeah, so I mentioned that you should sell a business on a period of optimum growth. So you, the, the business has been growing year on year and it's still growing and it's got growth left in it. This, this is actually another pitfall that, you know, you sell the business and sorry, you go to sell the business, you enter negotiations and then for some reason your business starts to fall off the side. So you have to make sure in timing wise that your business is still growing. I recommend for six months before you start negotiations. So the buyer's not going to uncover anything that, that would diminish the, the sale value and yeah i guess it, it's just all about being on that growth curve and the, the way to see this comes back to having a proper financial forecast in place yeah. and seeing where you actually are and being able to forecast when is the best time to sell okay so financial forecasting obviously part of the how-to piece we might might dig into that in a second but so the the next thing you were talking about not not obviously we, we've got to have a, a exit strategy yeah. but but what on earth do people actually put on in it how do, how do people actually work on it what, what are the problems there and what are the solutions to that so the, the key to having a great exit strategy is fully understanding what are the criteria that drives business value so how is the business valued so if the calculations the easy bit the in behind that are all the things which make up to uh, driving that value so there's there's many many things, and it's for some businesses some things are more important, some businesses less important. So you'll end up with a, essentially a bespoke plan for each particular business. And you know what those things are, then you can build those into your exit strategy and work on those things, concentrate on those things to really drive the value through in the years before you come to sell your business. Yeah. That makes sense. And you mentioned already low-hanging fruit that on the business that the buyer would capitalize on. Could you give us a few examples of the sort of thing that we as buyers could capitalize on if we realize they're there uh, but are often yeah. missed? Yeah, so things that are missed, are, it, it, they're missed because people don't have this understanding of what drives the value. So the things I see are perhaps not moving from air freight to uh, sea freight, believe it or not. So that'll be the first thing the buyer does. And that kind of a massive effect on the actual the the profit in the business. Uh, similarly, with supplier costs. So, if you have not gone through a real round of sort of professional negotiations with your supplier, that can also have a massive effect. These two things, by the way, can be done right up until the point before you sell your business because they can get they get rolled back over the train twelve months. But if they're not done, obviously that has just a, a huge huge effect on the value of your business. It's very interesting. So you can actually, if you if you negotiate, say I sell my business in, you know, August 2021, and I guess the value is normally a multiplier, say three times the typical number for aggregators times your previous 12 months profits, right? So if I, re- if I renegotiate with my supplier a better deal in July, 
are you telling me that, that the whole business value jumps up because of that July negotiation? Yes. If, if you've negotiated with your supplier, a better yeah, price of products, yes. We get rolled back. So if, Amazing. So let's just say you were doing uh, 10,000 sales of a product per year and you knocked a dollar off uh, the price. So that's, well, you've got a dollar more profit. That would be 10,000. And then you multiply that by a multiplier, which let's say it's a four times multiplier. So that's 40,000 just by speaking to the supplier, which right. applies to you anyway if you yeah. haven't done that. Yeah, amazing. And again, this, this is, it strikes me that quite a lot about the sales piece is, is or getting a sellable asset is about creating something that is do, doing the things you should be doing as a good business person anyway, but the payoff is just massively higher. So if you negotiate a dollar off and you're thinking about the next three months, you might be thinking, well, I've saved myself $5,000 and that falls to the bottom line. But if you're thinking in terms of a 12 month multiplied by a multiple, suddenly the, the numbers get you know exponentially larger, right? It's, it's very interesting. That, that is a key point that's in the travel train 12 months kind of if you don't have the understanding of what you should be doing in those train 12 months because it's a different part of the strategy it's it's all about consolidation in those train 12 months and cost reduction there's costs a ten thousand dollar cost that you make on a, a marketing experiment which you didn't need to make costs you forty thousand dollars plus the ten thousand back so fifty thousand dollars <laughs> so I guess that the time to do radical experiments is not in the trailing 12 months before selling yeah. then is what you're saying either. Yeah. And by the way, a lot of us do odd experiments based on sort of shiny object syndrome. I think, for example, you've got a perfectly working product, you're air freighting it, you haven't negotiated, and then you start throwing Facebook ads at it. I see yeah. that kind of behavior quite often, right? I guess it comes down to, it doesn't mean never use Facebook ads. It just, I guess it means get the basics in place first, right? And, and also yeah. don't do things that are too experimental before you try and sell it. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I know that we've talked a lot about preparing for business exit or business sale quite a lot on the show. I make zero apology for that. I think beginning with the end in mind, as is the theme that's really come out of today's show, is always the right call. And I see most people don't do that. So I think it's a message that needs reiterating. But also, I want to point out that today was really from a perspective of somebody who's got a no dog in the fight. I mean, Dave, yes, he's selling a course, which I'll mention in a second. Um, to help people build their business to exit, but he doesn't get to directly um, benefit, unlike a business broker who takes a percentage and therefore needs to sell the business as soon as possible, ideally, and certainly an aggregator who needs to move with quite a lot of speed because their investors are investing, some in some cases, billions, even in one single aggregator, and they need to move, they need to see deal flow, and your business is their deal flow. And so Dave's got a longer term perspective, which pretty much nobody else can really bring to the party. And it certainly seems unique to me in the space. And goodness knows I speak to enough aggregators and business brokers and nothing wrong with that either. If you are in a position where you want to sell, then uh, speaking to a business broker and or aggregator is the perfect time. But if you're wanting to build something to sell in two or three years time, potentially, um, or even if you want another perspective, I think Dave's perspective is pretty unique. He's an, a, a business owner in the Amazon space who has built and sold his own business and has now reverse engineered some of the, the, the things you need to do and also has learned from his own mistakes. So you don't have to make the same mistakes. I've got to also say that Dave is definitely an engineer. He's a detail and process oriented guy. I'm the sort of superficial marketing guy who's persuaded Dave to put out a rather more 
a simplified message but the truth is that Dave really knows his business and is very very process driven uh, several of my clients in other programs have gone and worked with Dave so if you want to work with him I do recommend highly uh, what they do over at Elite Exits I'm just going to um, quickly recap they've got a seven module training course um, that tells you what the buyer looks like for your business and getting the right buyer makes a huge difference to the business value as, as Dave's story that he's going to come up with in the second half of this uh, podcast. If you listen to the next episode, there's a dramatic difference that getting the right buyer can make. Having a master template for the plan, financial modeling, they've actually got their own tool that Dave's developed for Amazon Cashflow. And um, what you'll end up with is a strategic exit plan. You can review it one-to-one with Dave. And also they have a Facebook group uh, with guest speakers that add value as well. So two simple ways you can work with Dave. One is a 55-point checklist right so dave is a man of detail and that's where the devil is in the detail they say that's where dave really shines very very process driven very detail oriented and i think that's one of the missing pieces here um so there's a 55 point checklist that you can get if you go to amazingfba.com forward slash exit plan amazingfba.com forward slash exit plan and you can get that 55 point checklist from Dave and really it's going to be a to-do list on the strategic level for the next you know few years really and that's really in itself very valuable and the second thing is via the same link you can if you want to book a call with Dave where he can talk about what the opportunities you're missing in your business or even possibly some danger points but also how you can more positively engineer your business so that you start with the end in mind to to quote the famous Steve Covey quote. So I hope this has been um, fun. And uh, more importantly, I I hope you really take this seriously. This could make the difference between you um, just kind of bumbling along for a bit and making tens or even hundreds of thousands of of pounds or dollars or euros versus potentially having a seven figure or even eight figure exit. And that can be a life changing thing. I mean, one of Dave's uh, clients, not to uh, give away the game too much, you'll need to listen to the second episode for the really startling anecdote at the end. But um, one of Dave's clients from, from their work, directly from their work, added an extra $10 million worth to the business value that he was selling. And of course, that is one happy client. (laughs) Dave's got a fan for life there. So this is serious stuff. Dave knows his business. I urge you to check out his stuff um, and learn and educate yourself about this very important topic. Thanks very much for listening to the show. And uh, as ever, don't forget to show the love by subscribing to the show. And if you can, leave us a star rating, one, two, three, four or five stars on Amazon Podcasts. That would be, um, sorry, Apple Podcasts, I should say. then that would be super helpful to us as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the 10K Collective Podcast, part of the family of amazing FBA podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by the new e-commerce podcast, The E-Commerce Leader. The podcast is hosted by yours truly and Jason Miles, multi-million dollar Shopify owner and Unimi's highest rated e-commerce instructor. If you're the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be, it's got your name on it. For free guides and mini courses on many topics, go to www.theecommerceleader.com.